0: Oh.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Express Lifestyle Edition podcast, episode number 24. I just surprised the girls and turned the hobby uh, on super quick. looking so oh, oh, oh. like shocked, but hey, that's what you get Monday morning. Let's go.
2: Yes. Happy Monday. And a quick episode for you guys just on bringing it back to basics this week. I think sometimes health can get overcomplicated or take a back seat And because the life is or life, the life, the life we live, um, gets stressful and gets in the way, right? So it's about bringing it back to basics and how how we can do that, some little healthy and happy anchors that make it a little bit more easy and less stressful for you guys.
1: And sometimes we overcomplicate. Uh, we, we, you know, like we major in the minors. We, we overassess the small details when sometimes you can just make a couple of small changes and that's going to take you steps towards your goal. Once you get that mojo, that motivation, that momentum, you can then start making other steps, you know. Too many people major in all the minors, think of everything that they could not do or might not be able to do or they, you know, fret the small stuff, never get started, not a great place to live. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing sort of like a fat loss health 101 uh, and that's going to segue into some other potties around you know, maybe some topics that stem off this that you guys want to hear about. So this morning, you've heard Jenna, we've also got Zoe there. Zoe, how you doing?
0: I'm here representing the average Zoes out there. Um, <laughs>
1: average Zoes.
0: Average Zoes, I like that. Yeah, well, I think even from you guys, like you guys are so much more educated than this space, Um Than me. So when you talk about this, I kind of think back to my journey and when I first started. And you know what? It's really overwhelming. You know, like you have to think about preparing meals changing your lifestyle changing your eating habits um and then that's not even touching on the science and the principles that are really really important to understand especially if you're wanting fat loss so it's a lot of information so i'm excited for us to digest it for everyone and kind of get the average those to a point that even i'm at now that i understand um, why i'm doing the things i'm doing and i'm seeing results and i'm having a great life at the same time
1: yeah definitely So the first question, I'm going to ask you guys a question and then I'm going to give the listeners the answer, okay? (laughs) So rewind your minds to when you first sort of like decided, I want to lose fat. So you've gone, you're a whatever, 20-year-old Zoe and 20-year-old Jenna, you know, trying to get the the boys, you want to look all hot, say like, oh, I wouldn't mind dropping a couple of kgs so how did you think you were going to lose fat did you did you understand calorie deficit did you calorie count did you just think if i exercise and don't eat carbs like where was your head at as a beginner over to you Zoe, you take it first oh
0: god i'm, I'm deeply embarrassed so i would have an event coming up on the weekend so maybe it was like what a 21st or something like that i'd be feeling like a bit frumpy and i might be like "Mm, i just might not eat for a couple of days or i just cut my carbs out um yeah so i would be thinking and reacting so much closer to the time thinking i could get a result within within a week um yeah and obviously knowing what i know now uh not the case i didn't have that long-term commitment education and i think back then there wasn't a hell of a lot of support around um I think the first time I even heard about a nutritionist was you, Jake, and I was, like, 27 It was a while ago. Yeah, so that was, that was me. That was some of the stuff I'd done. I'd done a lot of fad diets, as you would know from previous episodes, such as the Lemon Detox Diet, um, Cut My Carbs, Zoe-style diet. Um, that's me in a nutshell.
1: What about you, Jen? What was, like, your first experience with, like, trying to alter your body composition?
2: Um, I went on U-Torrent. And I downloaded illegally the body trim DVDs. Wow. I, I don't know.
1: She's, she's gone all in.
2: On <laughs> bodybuilding.com.
1: How old were you, you little I hacker?
2: like 21. I think I was 21.
1: Wow, 21. Right. I don't even have a computer, so.
2: <laughs> I, went on, I went on bodybuilding.com and I got a bodybuilding program from this dude who gave me a five by five, like it was just a templated program, and I started microwaving eggs in a bowl in the microwave and um, poaching chicken, and then barbecuing all my food, and I didn't count calories, but I just lost so much weight because I went from eating like, general <laughs> <comes laughs> child um, to eating like caveman, you know, like proper proper caveman, um, and. It was really interesting for me because I was also spinning, like doing cycle classes like five times a week, which I loved so much. And then I was weight training, but I was only doing legs, which is probably why I still can't pull myself up. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, like I, ha- I actually sort of really enjoyed it because I started just to feel so much more healthy, um, so much healthier. But then when I decided that I- it was time to incorporate balance, that was when it, I just like, was like a lost puppy because I didn't know how to not be that extreme. I never learned, you know. Mm. Um, and that's when I started working with like different kinds of, of um, PDFs and guidebooks, you know like it's sort of what I could afford at the time as a uni student and and eventually I was I just decided to get qualified myself. but um, I found the experience to be really easy. If you almost have a narrow mind, but if you actually commit to balance and flexibility, it's much harder. It's like extremes are easy, balance is hard. And I, and I found, mm. okay, I can't eat anything except honestly if I barbecue it, to be quite simple. But as soon as I was like, what do you mean I can have a cookie and lose weight? What do you mean I can have popcorn and stay on track? That's when I started to find it harder when I got my head around calorie counting.
1: Mm. Too many options. Mm. Mine was um i started reading uh so in one of the early early episodes i didn't have a computer i my first experience with a computer was at university um so when i was like 16 17 i was like weight training at the school gym with my math teacher he would let me in first thing in the morning i went down to the supplement store found one of those like bodybuilding magazines um and it had like obviously pictures of what the guys were eating and it would be like some pro bodybuilder eating oatmeal and eggs you know so I just started to look at the foods that I saw there Mm -hmm. and like oh he's drinking a protein shake maybe I need protein shakes oh he's eating a lot of meat I'll eat a lot of meat so basically I just started looking at what they were eating and without knowing calories or macros I was still a high school student I just started doing that and training more and my body changed like I was getting bigger and I was getting leaner and I was like okay this is cool and that sort of was my first um excitement of nutrition and training that kind of like sparked this love story with it <laughs> um so I guess you know Zoe and I are very similar in terms of we kind of just gave it a crack and didn't really have any real rhyme or reason about it you went straight to like I guess, looking at research and, you know, PDFs and finding out the minutiae and, you know, putting it into practice. So what did all of those things have in common that made you lose fat? What is the correct answer? You somehow applied a calorie deficit. So we all would have done it by probably eating our normal lifestyle diet that we probably were having a bit of takeaway food, some alcohol, some treats, and then, you know, your basic three square meals a day. And then all of a sudden we've gone and increased our activity, which is creating an energy deficit through output, um, therefore still contributing to the overall calorie deficit. And we're then changing our foods going from probably high calorie foods packet foods alcohol to lean proteins and you know more of those sorts of foods or in Zoe's case creating a calorie deficit by not eating at all or by taking out a whole food group e.g. carbs a calorie deficit think of it as you know you have $100 in the bank and you take away 50 you have a $50 negative balance there you've taken away $50 so For us, if it's going to take, say, 1,800 calories to maintain Jenna's physique and she's gone and then started exercising, that creates a negative energy balance uh, and then then eating less food, that creates a negative energy balance. That means her body will then use uh, fat as a fuel source, therefore losing weight, improving her body composition. So that's the basics of how a deficit works. Would that sort of sound... I guess is that understandable to you though, from someone who doesn't obviously come from a fitness space?
0: Beautiful. Mm. I got it. <laughs> I know,
2: yeah. You know, the other thing though, that I do feel even I'm still guilty of today, but I do see this happen when someone first decides they want to lose weight. They throw the whole kitchen sink at it. Like yeah. instead of just saying, I'm going to start to eat a bit better. I'm going to move a bit more or I'm going to track my steps. Like, really what I could do is just apply a small, you know, 15% calorie deficit and add in a fifth session a week. But then also there's this tendency to go, I'm going to do cardio every day. I'm going to put my steps at 15,000. And it's like, you don't have to do it all at once.
1: I think because as well, when we first started, our brains were still developing. Um, You know, I was watching a documentary on this and it kind of really makes sense of Younger people, so your brain doesn't fully develop your your frontal cortex until you're 25. So when you make decisions, you make decisions as an adult, but you take risks a lot higher because we get a bigger dopamine hit before our, our prefrontal cortex fully develops. So risks or reward seem really, really appealing. So for us, we're like, we want to get skinny. So we throw the whole kitchen sink at it because we want that reward. We're so dopamine driven as young people whereas adults we are sort of a little bit more uh we have that more slower steady approach because we sort of rationalize things a bit more as well yeah that's true
0: definitely messes with the compliance i hey? like you just mm. saying like that makes me think about every diet that i tried when i was younger that i found hard because i would go hard and fast And it might've gotten a bit of a result, but then I was
1: like, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. There's zero longevity to the protocols we all initially started with, because if there was longevity, we'd be still doing them now. Um, But it's just one of those things. It's like that quick, quick um, reward, that quick dopamine hit. We want to see results now. So we throw everything at the wall, hoping it sticks as we know, that's that's not the best approach. So how would you create a calorie deficit? So let's say you're, you're Jenny, you're 20, you have no nutritional education, you're not really eating that great um, and you're not really exercising. Um, so what we could do is initially you could improve and eat a whole food diet. Um, so just taking away some of maybe the, the eating out as much, taking out some of the alcohol, taking out some of the packet foods, and eat a whole food diet and just watch your weight sort of stabilize. And once your weight stabilize, you know that what you're eating is your maintenance calories. That's Mm -hmm. your baseline. Then from there you can start to go, okay, well, I've been tracking my steps. I do about 4,000 steps per day. You know, the first thing you could do is go, okay, well, I'm going to start on 8,000 steps per day and make sure that every day I'm going to be a bit more active. So now you've found your maintenance calories And then you've increased your output by just being a little bit more active in your daily life. You're not even going to the gym. You're not even doing specific exercise yet. You just changed a few things. Then if your weight starts dropping, you know you've created a calorie deficit. From there, there might be some other things you can change without even learning how to count calories, macros, any of those things. So some of those things that, you know, we can talk about is, you know, without tracking, what are some of those quick ways to start fat loss? So so what was so obviously for you you've done the whole eliminating a whole food group when you would go on your little um i guess elimination sprees what's some things that you would take away now knowing the information you know that were probably smart moves initially to take away
0: um so now it would probably be alcohol yeah yeah alcohol um
2: loves a gin and tonic Maybe have you taken that out
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I had three on
2: Saturday night. I'm not gonna yeah,
0: wow. But I could have had fifteen. I've <laughs> recently
2: decided to take that out, and it's like you just don't realize how it adds up.
0: Oh yeah, it's ridiculous! It's ridiculous. How but recent
1: thing- was this, like ten minutes ago. Recent, Jen.
0: No, <laughs> well, I didn't think <laughs> on the weekend. It's been it's been like five days. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I basically don't drink all the time. I, I'll have an I event. I hope
1: she works <laughs> for me. a bottle of gin and tonic. Oh. I'm worried.
0: Just an event that I'll have. So at the moment, I'm on like an eight-week challenge, um, but I knew I was going to have two events that were coming up, and I was like, I'm going to go to these two events, but the other things that come up in the <coughs> in the meantime, I'm not going to do. Um, So I had allowed for that for Saturday and it didn't go the way I thought it would. Um, It was very, very tame. So that worked in my favour. And then I've got a concert coming up in a couple of weeks and I'm going to have some fun. Um, But, you know, I I won't have like the extra meals out. So the other one is eating out as well.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yep. Um, so that's elimination, Oh, I suppose, like a little treat here and there, which I've eliminated as well. But, like, I mean, your example of Jenny or Jen, 20 Jen, was me um, at the beginning when we went into lockdown, you know, like I just mm. literally elimination, seven kilos gone. Started adding walks of body, another couple of kilos gone. Um, got out of lockdown, went to body fit, started with three sessions a week, 10 kilos gone. Then mm. went up to five sessions, I think, with a couple of walks, 12 kilos gone. It was over a course of eight months, you know, like, and it was literally. But smaller,
1: small, like, if you're listening to this and you don't have, um, you know, the financial resources to hire a nutritionist or a coach, you know, those right there, Zoe's a walking, talking example of just, you know, making some small lifestyle changes over time and revenue a results. And if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously follow, you know, one of us. So you're probably a little bit um, understanding of nutrition, or you could come onto our page or listen to more podcasts and sort of build a good foundation of knowledge. And you could make those changes and make some results pretty damn quickly. Um, so some other things, Jim, what would you sort of recommend as little things that you've done in the past when you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to tidy it up. Because um, I know you love that word, tidy it up. <laughs> <laughs> I get about, I get this, I get this text every three weeks. I'm tidying it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm raining it. One up.
2: week, one week on track, and I feel great. And then I'm like, mm. go derail it again. Um, so I just want to say, a second, I want to second what Zoe said because I remember we did an episode, Jake, when I was on prep, and I was mm. like, and then I cut out alcohol. <laughs> And my mm. results just went dum-dum-dum, like my body fat, you know. Like alcohol really does make a difference. And indirectly as well because of the, the effects of lack of sleep and the comfort foods the next day, mm. um, which for me are always very impressive. I'm very impressed by how much food yeah. I yeah. after a big night. Um, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I had two on the weekend. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> Tidy it up. Um, so the Tidy. other. The other thing that I really like to to talk about is movement. So, um, I do I do agree first and foremost, you know what, what Zoe said: cooking more as well, reducing takeout, um, which is great, also to save money and just being a, a, a mindful eater the day after yeah. midnight. So, over and above that, um, movement, I really like to be more conscious of moving, and I try and move in the evening. Um, before dinner because I find before dinner I'm really hungry. Like at 5 o'clock I'm waiting for dinner and that's when I'm sort of like either snacking or picking at things. Um, the other thing I try and do is have my meals prepared. So I prepare for the week so that I'm not like ordering food, buying food or like eating random. Like I don't mind having three random meals a day. I always try and hit my protein but I find I'm not tracking. It's, it's too hard right. to, to be accurate. Um, And the other thing, believe it or not, is sleep. Hmm. Sleep has been really important for me because I find that, and there are actually studies to support this, that people who are tired tired report that they overate um, or felt hungrier and sleep has something to do with, like, hormone regulation to some degree. Jake, you would know more about that, of course. But I really find sleep helps me with managing my lifestyle being more prepared, being more organized, feeling less stressed, making better choices as well.
1: 100%. Uh, Those are all great. I guess now me as a nutritionist, 100% agree. Alcohol, even if you're, you know, like it's even making small choices there. Okay, let's say you're a wine drinker. Okay, then you go, well, I'm just going to drink, you know, vodka and soda. So you're saving some calories by changing your drink. Then the next thing you can do is go, okay, well, I'm actually going to give myself only three drinks, you know, when I go out to a social event. So you're putting some parameters around it. So it doesn't mean complete elimination. You just might put some smart moves around it to then allow yourself to make some small changes that, hey, after a while, then you might be like, I'm only going to have those three drinks at occasions. And then, you know, you're only doing that once a month. And that's a totally acceptable way to sort of do things. Um, the other thing is, you know, switching out your sugar in your drinks, um, your teas, your coffees on your cereals, etc., cetera, um, to equal or stevia um, can save some calories through the day, you know, changing things like your milks from normal milk to skim or almond milk or cutting milk out of coffee altogether, you know, reducing the amount that you buy coffees out as well. Um, the whole eating out thing, 100% there. Um, and then if you follow pages like my, my page, you know, we give good options for what to choose when you're eating out as well. So, you know, you don't have to live this like hermit life. You can, you know, start to build your own tools up freely by just following people that will give you that information. Um, water intake, uh, water very much will asleep, uh, will affect your hunger levels. So making sure that you're getting sort of between two and three liters of water per day, that means you're going to be more, able to stick to your you know the the foods that you want to eat because you're not going to get into this hunger state due to dehydration movement great all of those things great another thing that um jenna brought up was you know like you and zoe you're saving money when you're not eating out all the time look if you're not buying coffees you're not buying takeaways. You're not going out drinking every weekend, just on special occasions. And you're having three drinks, etc. The amount of money you save is going to be huge. Now, if you reinvested that into yourself, into your your health and fitness goals, whether that be you know, doing this slowly by yourself and then, you know, you save up some money and buy an online program or, you know, hire a nutritionist or, you know, join a, a, a eight-week boot camp like Zoe did, whatever it may be. You know, if you if you start to plan for these things, there's no reason why you can't make room in your budget as well for this goal. And once you start getting going on it, those small changes all sort of add up as well. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much my, my hot tips on on getting started without actually learning how to track with calories or macros, just making some lifestyle and movement choices.
2: On that as well, coffee is a good one to remember or be mindful of because I remember when I was working in an office, like uh, in a corporate office, I would go get a coffee twice a day. Mm. So that would be my little steps in the afternoon. And sometimes I'd get a soy cappuccino with extra chocolate,
0: (laughs) And sometimes I'd a
2: long black with honey or sometimes I'd have both if I was having two coffees a day. And I never tracked my coffee because I like just sort of at the time back then forgot about it. And um, sometimes I'd get an apple or sometimes I would get like some coconut water or, and I realized I was getting in like 300 calories a day Mm -hmm. extra to what I had expected. And, And I know that JCN have really good reels on this, like, the calories in your coffee add up and also the amount of coffee you have adds up so i swap like it's so funny Zo and i have had these like little chats when i'm on prep a cappuccino turns into like a long black a log black turns into a long black with equal and then i get excited to have a cappuccino again so um yeah, it's just important to be mindful of that as well.
1: And that's like $50 a day just in uh, $50 a week just in, you know, yeah. coffees and like cafe apples and coconut water. You know, like our our lifestyle plan is 34.95 a week. You know, you, even if you just reduce by, you know, 40 50% of your coffee intake for someone who's doing that, that would afford you the freedom to then get someone to help you with your progress as well. So, you know, those are such good little tips not just from a you know, how to do this, but also how to put yourself into a position to maybe financially support you doing this. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. That's a good point.
1: Well, that was a good little episode. So what we'll do is I guess from here, we can segue into some other topics. So when we post this up, we'll pop a little question box in. And then based on this, we can kind of go down the track of, you know, do you want to know more about you know, the more minutiae of tracking calories, macros, do you want to know more about stress and eating around stress? Do you want to know more about, you know, building a routine, um, movement, what's the best exercises, etc. Let us know where you're sort of finding, like, after this chat, you want to sort of segue down there, and we'll, we'll do it next time.
2: Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good episode.
1: I like you. I like you a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Always happy to bring out my my demons from the past
1: (laughs) me me and jenna like that was great i was sitting there traumatized (laughs) reliving the past
0: those times i didn't eat for three days to fit into a dress and feel like i looked skinny and i probably looked exactly the same my
2: dad's wife is chinese and every now and again i see her doing the cabbage diet no joke like once once a year she does cabbage soup for like three days so i'm like
1: I don't care what you believe. The worst you. Oh. productive 3 days of your life. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: I'm having gnocchi tonight and it's in my plan. Gnocchi pasta and I can't bloody wait. It's going to be delicious. Yum. Yeah. Yum. All right, well, so it's over and out. That was a good episode. Done.